Welcome back to another episode of the JWB Dynasty Digest. We give you a consumable dynasty perspective. Today, we're going to over 10 more of your trades sent in on Twitter instead of the Discord this time. But first, I do want to acknowledge Underdog Fantasy, where first-time depositors can get up to $100 deposit match. Underdog is the best spot out there for best ball draft. So if you love getting your draft fixed against real players, real drafts, real rewards, but come Sundays, you don't want to have to set 40 lineups, this is this is the best place for you. So. Go check out Underdog Fantasy. Use code JWB. He has the hearts of a lot of fantasy players. I like it a lot, honestly. I like I'm I'm in for death taxes and the 2022 wide receiver class. I like what you were saying, Skylar. No player is completely untouchable. I think you guys really. I had not. I have not really heard this yet. I listen to a lot of pods, and I have not heard this yet. Well done, gentlemen. I'm really impressed. All right. We're going to jump right into things. First, we got here. This is a 10-team Superflex. So we got Trevor Lawrence for the 107 of this year, 2024 first, and Kadarius Tony. A lot of the trades today, as always, are going to be involving quarterbacks in Superflex leagues, top 10-type quarterbacks, the set-and-forget players, especially young players like Trevor Lawrence, are cornerstone-type assets for your team. So if we are moving off of Trevor Lawrence, Context is going to have to be included, right? This is going to have to be a team where we have at least two other guys there in the top 10, which most teams in your leagues do not have. So if we're sitting on a team with Josh Allen and Lamar Jackson, I'm sure that could make things slightly different. But in a vacuum, we're going to be looking at Trevor Lawrence versus these picks. Kadarius Tony, I think, is more or less a sweetener, maybe a, an above average dart throw here. He doesn't weigh too much into this deal for me. 107, a 24 first. I will say if this pick was a top four pick, if this was the 104. So we do get at least Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, or Anthony Richardson if you are into it, if you're nasty. Plus the first on top, I would be more intrigued. But just looking where that pick is, the cutoff this year is right at 106, right? With Rich Richardson testing, unbelievably at the combine him shooting up boards there's kind of a tear break right there at 106 depending on how you feel about jameer gibbs jsn is 105 maybe 106 if your league prioritizes running back but there's a, seems to be a hard cutoff there quentin johnson didn't test the way he wanted to addison a little slower than we wanted to a little skinnier than we wanted to i don't think the 107 is as valuable as people might have thought it was a year ago i'm taking trevor lawrence here i don't i don't, I don't think there's too much more for me to think on this one. Here we have Tua Tagovailoa, the 104 in this class, 107 in this class, 108 in this class, 24 first four, Patrick Mahomes and Drake London. Everything we were saying with Trevor Lawrence, where I need to be absolutely wowed, multiply it times 10 with Patrick Mahomes. This is one of the best two, if not the best asset in Superflex Dynasty Fantasy Football. This is a 12-team Superflex League. With Patrick Mahomes here, I will say on paper, you know, 104, Every player we just mentioned, Cedar Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, if you're into it, you want to take that big swing of all big swings here. That is a premium asset. You know, that's a very, very good draft pick when I value quite highly myself. You add to everything we just said about the last year with the 107, 108 kind of echoes the same thing. The 24 first, if we want to look at Drake London, Drake London, 107, 108. I think that'd be a fair deal here for Drake London. We can take those right out. So we got 104, 24 first, Tua for Patrick Mahomes. I hate me, but I think it's about equal for those players. I do think in most circumstances, I'm probably just going to stick with Patrick Mahomes. This is a player where if I'm going to rebuild, I'm I'm probably trying to do everything I can do to 
make a deal without including this player. If I am moving off, there is some risk with Tua, the 104. Yeah, I'll probably stick with Patrick Mahomes, but I will say this is a lot more even than I originally thought when I looked at it. Um, I think with the rebuild, I probably want to stick with Patrick Mahomes in London here. You have two players where you know what they are, and we can try to build upon our team with whatever else we have. I'd be holding on to these guys, but I can understand if you are, like we said, for some reason, really rich, you have Joe Burrow, you know, tagged on top of this. You want to bring in Tua, and then you're hoping for one of those three rookie quarterbacks and then a bunch of stabs there. I, I could understand somebody making this deal if you were that bear. But again, I think it's really tough to move up Patrick Mahomes. Do you want to say when I move, I want to go back to the one before, because I just had a little extra thought here with this being a 10 team league. The 107, let's look at last year. Last year, we had Jahan Dotson at the 107. Jahan Dotson, we think, is a fine player. I think he's a fine wide receiver three who has potential to be a wide receiver two in this upcoming season. But a wide receiver two in a lot of these 10-team leagues, or wide receiver three, I should say, a player like Jahan Dotson, he's a fine flex player, but I don't know if he necessarily is a must in your lineup. He cracks your lineup. And if and if that's a player, if that's what we're looking at, 24 first could end up being, let's just say, you know, we don't like to project People always say early, more than six months out. Let's say this is a 107-1. We're looking at the same type of player. I would rather have the player like Trevor Lawrence, which is a locked player in my lineup, who is going to have more of a weekly impact. The shorter we go, the more consolidation comes into play. If you're starting 12 players, the more depth kind of comes as a major factor here. So I did want to go back and just make that point too, where you know that does come into play when you're talking 10 team versus 12. Next, we got Patrick Mahomes versus half of your roster. I had to include this when somebody said it in because you're going to plug this one into KTC. It's exactly what you did. I knew it the second I saw it. If I get an offer like this, I know I'm like, oh, this dude, which calculator? Which calculator is it? We're going to go find it. We're going to plug it in. Do not get fooled. New players love to do this. We're going to send you all of my garbage, all of my roster cloggers, for Patrick Mahomes here. Do not make this deal. Patrick Mahomes, we just talked about him in the last trade for Superflex League. This is a 12-team Superflex full PPR. Patrick Mahomes is going to take a lot to get. If I'm not getting a pre, I'm not even getting a premium asset back here. We got Keenan Allen, Dalvin Cook, two fine players, flex players, depreciating assets. Mac Jones, a QB three, a wide receiver five, a wide receiver six, a tight end two or three. Desmond Ritter, 311 or nothing to me. Yeah, this, this is a ridiculous trade. Uh, good for you if you got Patrick Mahomes off of this. I will say new players. Please do not be going and sending people 10 players for one because the calculator says it adds up two. That's not how it works. Once players become more experienced, this is not the type of trade that would get done. Uh, if I see this get done in a league, I think it's time for me to find better competition. Next, we have Kyle Pitts for the 201 and Chig Conquo, which is a very interesting very interesting trade to me. We see this is a 10-team PPR. So I just want to go back and add everything we said about 10-team where I'm consolidating for the best, best assets. And Kyle Pitts here has the chance to completely change the trajectory of your team, right? If Kyle Pitts comes through and just what he is as a rookie, he's a fine player. He's a fine tight end. He's not hurting you or helping you more than these other guys like the Dallas Goddards, the TG Hawkinsons, the Pat Frymoose we have in the middle of the pack. But if Kyle Pitts recognizes and turns into the prospect that we all believe he could be a year ago, two years ago, 
this is the biggest smash. You're going to be looking back so dang fond. The 2-1 is a great pick. I think that is a nice little depth add piece here, but especially in a 10-team league, uh, this is Kyle Pitts by Country Mile. I like Chikikonkwo. This is a player who showed deep downfield threat. He was involved on almost a, a high percentage of routes they went and ran. He was out there in the field a significant amount as a rookie, produced right away, and he's on a team that's going to need somebody to throw the ball to. He's he's going to get targets. I like Chikikonkwo a lot, so don't hear what I'm not saying. But th this is just, this is Kyle Pitts by a country mile here. Good for you, manager, doing that. I think you're capitalizing on managers that were probably a little upset with they got with Kyle Pitts last year. I think a lot of that can be chalked up to the team. They were 31st in passing attempts, 31st in passing yards. Next to no passing touchdowns. Uh, the targets Kyle Pitts were getting were really, really tough. The quarterback play was uh poor at best and hopefully you know this is a team that could pr improve a lot in the future they're in the quarterback market one of these young guys could really turn Kyle Pitts into something special he is still a phenomenal prospect so I would tell people to exercise patience here with Kyle Pitts and keep him on your team he's still a very very important part of builds next here we have Jamal Williams, Jameson Williams, and a 24 first for Traylon Burks and the 105. You're getting all the Detroit players, all the Williams in here. I will say that here at JW, we are a little lower on Jameson Williams than consensus. Him on KTC has been he's been top 20 basically since he came into the league, which I disagree with. I have him further back, at least past 25. It's tough for me to take him over at Traylon Burks, who did show us something last season uh, when he was out there. And he is on a team with Tennessee that is going to need him to take a step up players like Christian Watson, who had stretches that were very, very good. As much as we didn't like Christian Watson as a prospect, either he came out and showed out in the NFL and showed that he can be something. He has high potential where Jameson Williams. I know he was injured, but when he was out there, it's really hard to give such a bump to value this player where he is in market when he didn't play 25% of snaps last season, the draft capital was great where he got drafted. I think it was like 11. Fantastic. That is what I am. The only thing really I'm propping Jameson Williams on that the NFL knows this talent better than I do, but I think at best you can see Jameson Williams here and Traylon Burks are more of a wash. And the 105 for Jamal Williams in 24 first, 105 is a smash. as a premium massive this year. You're going to be getting Jackson Smith and Jigba at that pick. If not, you're going to be getting potentially one of CJ Stroud, Bryce Young, maybe Anthony Richardson, if you're nasty, like we said, or maybe Jameer Gibbs, if your team has a little premiums there for a running back. All of those players I would have significantly higher than a random 24 first Jamal Williams doesn't really add much to me here. He's maybe a fine spot start, um, but he's closer to a roster clog here than a significant value. Next, we've got Isaiah Hodgins, the 102 this year, the 109 this year, a 24 second for the 101 and the 202. So we are trading down here from the 101. That's the goal for this manager. I think you could make the argument that if you really needed quarterback, getting the 109 back to move down, take the 102 for the 101 could be a worthwhile trade. It's probably not one I would do if I really needed quarterback. It's one I would consider. I'd be trying to shop the whole league to see if I could get a little more. But the 202 versus a 24-second Isaiah Hodgins, I mean, the 202 is an absolute smash here. I think there is a big value here in the second round with some of these running backs. Sean Tucker falling as far back as the 205 post-combine. Uh, Israel A, a player we really like, Roshan Johnson, even depending if he gets the draft capital. I think there are very good players there still at the 202, and I don't think the gap between 109 and 202 is significant. If we look at the ADP here from our mock drafts that we, we track every single day, we have mock drafts since the beginning of January. Quentin Johnston, Jordan Addison, 
Levis, take them out. Everything after here, you can't tell me. The top is pre-combine. The bottom is already beat since the combine. That there is a lot separating the 109 and the 202 here. I mean, you can see how the ADP has shifted just from some of these testing numbers and how things are continue to change. Is there a big difference here between we could? Sh- sh- I mean, Zach Evans, who was at the 112, isn't even in the top 17 players here that we have posted post combine. I mean, Butte has fallen. Is there that big of a gap between a Charbonnet and a Sean Tucker? I don't think so. Maybe you're talking RB3 versus RB4 in the class. I mean, you're moving down from maybe Josh Downs to Michael Mayer, Zay Flowers to Michael Mayer. I, I I think it's pretty insignificant. I think it's a pretty big tier we have here. So in these trades, if you can make any deal where you are tearing down from 109 to the early second and you're picking up a significant value on top of it, I think it's a really good deal. Maybe you want to be wait until you're on the clock because you want to see if maybe a player, Quentin Johnson, you're really high on slides down to 109 or something like that. Maybe you need a QB. Will Levis could drops in the first round and you're going to wait and see if he's there at 109. But if you are on the clock at 109 and you have a wide open tier here from 109 to let's say like that 202, 203 spot, trade down, pick up a 24 second. I think that's a really, really good deal. I don't think right now there's a lot separating the players within that group. That being said, I'm sticking with the 101 side here. I don't think Isaiah Hodges really adds much. I think he's a fine flyer, rounds 15, 20 start at price. Wide receiver, six side prices. Went back with the Giants. Maybe they had competition. Maybe they don't. Daniel Jones coming back. I like Isaiah Hodges, but a year ago, this was a player who was getting cut after two years on people's taxi without really showing out because he wasn't off the practice squad for Buffalo. So I'm not valuing as a Hodgins suddenly like even a second, maybe a third. He's a dart throw a flyer, a little sweetener here. So this is, this is a, a slam dunk deal picking the one one for this team. Uh, I really like the deal. All right, next we got Trey Lance, Drake London, 2023 107 for Justin Jefferson and Sam Howell. We talked a little bit on Justin Jefferson in some of these past videos, but this is a player where on his own, he's like adding a QB2 into your lineup, an extra super, super flex spot. The difference players like Justin Jefferson and Jamar Chase make in your lineup is so darn significant. You're talking top five, top five wide receiver here, but at such a young age, this is a 12-team super flex league, just for further context. I have to be absolutely wowed. Like we, the, what we were saying with the Patrick Mahomes. I mean, Justin Jefferson is right up there. I, uh, you could make an argument him or a Trevor Lawrence, like we were talking earlier in the startup. I think Justin Jefferson is going to win almost every single trade. You have to absolutely wow me here. Let's say 107. Right now, our post combine, you're getting Will Levis. So we're bringing in two shots at quarterback. Maybe I'm extremely quarterback needy. So I'm bringing in Trey Lance, Will Levis, Drake London to fill in as a wide receiver, two, three, four, my team. What we were just saying with Justin Jefferson, he is as valuable as an extra super flex spot. The, what you're getting from what you're hoping with Will Levis over a plug-in from a flex player into your super flex spot does not make up the gap from Justin Jefferson to Drake London or whatever other wide receiver you are now putting into your lineup when you move on from him. You have to understand when you move Justin Jefferson, what is the value above replacement? How does the actual fantasy points in your lineup change? And you are moving one of the most premium assets in Dynasty Fantasy Football in the deal. You're not getting a cornerstone player back here. I mean, Trey Lance, he might be the biggest big swing player in Dynasty this offseason. He could end up being a quarterback one for you next year. He could end up not being a starter in the NFL. 
that type of risk, I need some serious collateral on top of it. I don't think Will Levis is that type of player. The gap between Drake London and Justin Jefferson is, you could argue, almost two firsts. I don't think we make it up here. I think Trey Lance, you could argue, even if you have him close as a swing, like Anthony Richardson, 104-107, that could be the gap. I don't think so. Adding Sam Howell from Justin Jefferson's side, it's a nice little toss, and I've seen Sam Howell go for early seconds. And like we talked about in the last trade, the value of an early second this year, I think is almost that of a late first. Um, not that I think the second is worth first. I think it's more that first this year, late first this year are worth early seconds in terms of value and what they bring to your to your team. So I really, really like this trade. Whoever brought in Justin Jefferson here, I think you made a very, very good mood. You're capitalizing on the risk from Trey Lance. You're at 107, which we mentioned there's a huge tier break here at 106. Maybe things would be different if this draft pick was a 103, because at least I know that the team on the left here really needed a quarterback, and you're locking in a player like Bryce Young, CJ Stroud, who could make a difference on your team, and then you're adding the boom bust of a Trey Lance as a little extra. I really would be more into the deal if that was the case, but with this pick being 107, it's it's really hard for me to get on board. Next, we got Lamar Jackson in a 24 second for George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, and this year's 110. Lamar Jackson is pretty darn close to Trevor Lawrence. I'm a little bit back because of the uncertainty with his current situation, with his health over the last couple seasons, whether that's fair or not. And he is a little bit older than Trevor Lawrence. He doesn't have the long-term deal down yet either. But that being said, Lamar Jackson, we know he can break fantasy football. We know when he's healthy, he's a top 12 quarterback. This is a player you're absolutely building around. I'm going to need to be wowed to move this off my team. Unless, of course, context changes. Maybe I have Joe Burrow and Trevor Lawrence on my team as well as Lamar Jackson. I find that very unlikely for most teams here. 12-team Superflex PPR, by the way. Yeah, I think you can make the argument that Lamar Jackson, if you were QB full, Maybe you're bringing Kenny Pickett in as your QB3, right? You have those two other guys. George Pickens, 110, a little extra depth there in your flexes. You could make that argument, but I think it's got to be Lamar Jackson for me. I see George Pickens, Kenny Pickett, the 110 here as basically three late first-round picks, none of which I think are locked and set as first-round picks. I think all could, in a stronger class, be more like early seconds. I don't think I'm making that deal for Lamar Jackson. I think it's going to take a little bit more here. If if that 110 was a top six pick, I think I'd be much more into it. Oh, we got a, a really big one here. We got our first of the year three-team trade. I will say, last year we reviewed a three-team trade, and the one thing I want to say about these and why I really don't ever see them get done, why I don't personally even really try, is there's always one team that tends to get fleeced. There's always one team that gives up way too much they basically have to believe in a player. They're planting a flag. They're making a bold statement. They needed to bring in a poor kid down the street to get the deal done, taking advantage of one guy. Maybe one guy makes a parallel, gets the player he's more interested in. One player gets absolutely ripped off. One comes out like a absolute winner. At first glance here, the first team is gaining the 103, the 203, and the 111 in this Oh, sorry, I apologize. They're getting the 103 and the 203 in this class. They're giving up Derek Carr, the 111, the 211. Uh, I can say right off the bat, this is the home run team here. We are bringing in CJ Shout or Bryce Young, which I think right off the bat are 
top 15 quarterbacks for dynasty fantasy football. I think they're really solid prospects. Don't get it twisted. I know last year the quarterback class was so darn weak that managers, maybe you're forgetting what real prospects look like, but the top two guys this year, I think are as good as prospects come. Are they elite? No, they're not Trevor Lawrence's, but those players don't come around as often as we think they do. I think these two quarterbacks are really, really, really solid. You're upgrading Derek Carr. This is a guy. I like Derek Carr. He's a fine quarterback too for your dynasty team, but over the age of 30, 32 years old, coming into a new team, he's always going to be somewhere between quarterback 13, quarterback 24. He's a quarterback too. He's not changing your roster. He's not changing your team. I think Bart Young or CJ Shot could come in. They couldn't be elite, and they could still fall in that exact same range. And as we mentioned before, the 203 to the 111, I don't think there's a significant difference here. But the 103 has the potential to be a top 12, a cornerstone-type asset that Derek Carr absolutely cannot be for your team. We know that at this point. So you are at worst, I think, making a parallel in this deal, but you're getting the huge upside that one of those top two quarterbacks bring in for your dynasty team. Well done, the top team. I think I'm just going to have to guess you're the team who's really taking advantage here. The second team is gaining Josh Jacobs, the 111, the 211. They're moving on from the 103 and the 203. And this is really hard for me to get behind. Um, I'm I'm going to have to go out and say this is part of the team that's getting absolutely taken advantage of. I think Josh Jacobs, I mean, he's better than the 203, certainly worse than the 103. I think he falls more into that 106. You could really make an argument depending who you are, him or Jameer Gibbs. I think Jameer Gibbs is, if he gets the draft capital, especially if he goes in the first round, I have above Josh Jacobs. But with the weight concerns, um, the potential workload concerns, and what Josh Jacobs gave us last year, getting tagged, maybe if he gets an extension, you can make the argument for Josh Jacobs over that 106 pick. But there's a big, big gap here between you know, the 203 and where we're talking at the 106. Um, yeah, this this is this is really tough for me to get behind. You're moving in super flex leagues. This is a super flex 12 team PPR, as we mentioned. You're moving on from a quarterback for a running back going on to a second contract and a late first, which in this year's class is it's a good it's a good pick, but I'm not overvaluing it. And 211 isn't much more than a dart throw. The 111, 213 is more of a wash. So you're moving basically a quarterback. That could be top 12 corner some type asset at worst. I think a QB two for a running back on a second contract. I think that's a losing deal. It's a bad process. And the third team here, Derek Carr, they're gaining, they're getting rid of Josh Jacobs. I also think this team is losing. I think Josh Jacobs is worth more than Derek Carr. I think Derek Carr, as we said, we know what he is, but I can understand maybe if you're really desperate, you have other running backs on your team. I could understand somebody going for, you know, Derek Carr to lock that in. This is probably the team that got dragged in and they're like, hey man, we're trying to get this deal pushed through. You need a quarterback. You don't need a running back. Hey, we'll help you help us out. We help you out. I think if I'm shopping Josh Jacobs, I'm probably going for somebody quite better. I think I'd rather have Russell Wilson. Maybe you could jump up and get Daniel Jones. Um, I'd rather have, if I'm moving Josh Jacobs, I'd rather have Geno Smith plus maybe one of those early seconds, get a nice little dart throw. I think I like those deals, all of those deals better than bringing in Derek Carr here, even though I'm a fan of Derek Carr, historically speaking. Okay, and the last one we have here is Trevor Lawrence again and Kate Otten for the 105 and the 106 in this class. And this, this is a really tough trade. This is, this is a tough one. Um, with Anthony Richardson testing the way he did at the combine, where he is looking like the best quarterback athlete we have ever seen come out of the combine, 
the 106 got a lot more value. You know, we we have a clip on the channel from Monday's live shoot where I talked a little more in depth about this. But with Richardson, who prior was going 107 in our ADP, you can go back a few slides and see that he's jumped straight up. He will be going, I believe he'll settle somewhere 103 or 104. But Anthony Richardson is never getting past 106. What that did in turn is it bumped down players like Jameer Gibbs, who are not the perfect running back prospect. It's been highly touted for over a year now, and Jackson Matinjigba, who I think is maybe lesser than classes past, but absolutely the wide receiver one in this class for me. I think he's a great player in market. He's already being valued as a top 15 wide receiver. I think top 20 is absolutely fair at worst here. So the 106 has a lot of value and 105 is kind of the exact same thing. Uh, here you're probably ending up with Jackson Tejiba and Jameer Gibbs. But at the end of the day, with this being super flex league, it's start 10. It's really hard for me to say that I'm going to be giving up Trevor Lawrence. Um, Jackson Tejiba would come in. He could be, I'm going to say Brown, that'd be fantastic for your team. The 105, if Jameer Gibbs was weighed in maybe a little higher, I'd be more interested. I'd be... More inclined to, to do this deal if I was on the clock and at 105, there was Bryce Young or CJ Stroud there. That's when I think I'd be more likely to pull the trigger because if you're telling me I'm getting Bryce Young at 105 because Anthony Richardson flew up the board, uh, the, the league really wanted running back. They took Jameer Gibbs at 105, 106, ends up being Bryce Young and Jackson within Jigba. I'm taking this trade. So I think context is important here. I say this with a lot of these draft pick trades, it is still March. Let's have some patience. If you're moving these picks, I think they're going to be worth a lot more when you're on the clock because somebody's going to see the player that they were interested in and they're going to be more willing to trade up aggressively. When you move now, there's a lot of speculation. Things still could shift, move. Um, maybe come draft day, you can get top value. If you don't want to wait till you're on the clock, maybe the exact opposite happens. So the players we're all targeting go early and there is an extreme value at the pick. and You don't necessarily have a buyer and then you are kind of stuck having to take a player you can't necessarily tear down i understand that angle as well but i think the va value of these draft picks grows over time and they're worth significantly more on draft day it's just something to keep in mind i think it's a really important thing year over year because that rookie fever uh it never goes away it's always there but that being said, I think that's about it. If you want to come and submit some of these trades next time, follow me on Twitter at the FF Buffalo. It's where I pulled for these. I got sent over 50 trades. We tried to get through as many of them as we could. We I delegate them into Wyatt and Nate for a couple other videos. So if you enjoyed those videos, uh, please like them. Go back, put a comment. Say you want more of them and we'll, we'll ship the whole team more of these trades. You can get more perspectives here. Um, you can find... Everything JW at JW's underscore FF. Please join the Discord. As also, we pull some of these trades. We have startups going right now. If you want to come in and get a startup with bylaws drafted up, be a part of the community. Please come join us. As again, that is in the description. You use code JWB on underdog for up to $100 match for first time depositors. If you want to go play best ball, that's all we got for you today. Till next time.